You are listening to the Regenerative Paradox Podcast, hosted by the co-founders and owners of Paradox and Consulting, Ashley Sloan and Ariana Thornton-West. We are working towards achieving our vision of a world where being a strong steward of the environment, an investor in workforce and community, and a profitable business is no longer a paradox. Rather, the ability to operate with people, planet, and profit in mind is seen as resilient, smart business. We are so excited you're here. Now let's get to today's show. Welcome to episode one. My name is Ariana, and I'm here with my beautiful co-star and co-owner of Paradox and Consulting, Ashley. Hello. <laughs> um, so on this podcast, we're going to be talking about regeneration and all things regenerative business, uh, which is what our company, our consulting company uh, specializes in. So if you don't know what it is yet, that's okay. You're about to. Throughout the course of our podcast, we'll interview different people, talk about various regenerative practices, um, and you'll get to know us as people and as business owners in this space. So welcome, and we're excited to have you. Yes, we're super excited. And in this episode, we thought it would be helpful if we spend a little bit of time talking about us so you can get to know us. This is obviously our first podcast episode. We're a little bit nervous. Um, so hopefully you guys can bear with us and we're going to make it fun. We'll introduce ourselves a little bit and then we're going to interview each other. We haven't pre-scripted this. We don't have questions. Um, so this could be really awesome or this will go horribly wrong and you guys are never going to hear it. Cool. Uh, so a little bit about me to kick it off. Uh, I'm Ashley. I I'm a citizen of the Muscogee Creek Nation. I grew up in Washington State, and I have two crazy energetic lab mixed dogs. Um, I love doing anything with like creation. So uh, I do a lot of crocheting. I picked up baking during quarantine, had a little nice bread baking business happening for a while. Um, <laughs> and I've been slowly doing some like home improvement types of projects. And it's been pretty fun to like tap into that part of my brain. I love it. Love it. Uh, my name is Ariana. I have three not super well-behaved dogs and one very patient rescue cat. Um, I am thankful to live in Tacoma, Washington um, and enjoy all the things you can enjoy around here. So hiking, great vibrant city, um, paddle boarding, scuba diving, um, pretty much anything outside is good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, also on the professional side, I've worked in a lot of different industries. So workforce development, um, hospitality, sales, marketing. Um, I have a master's in management and leadership and I am a registered true, um, true waste advisor. I realized I shared nothing about my like professional credentialing at all. <laughs> so I'm just going to loop back to that. Um, I also have a master's degree. Mine is in public administration. Um, and I focused in nonprofit management and community uh, relationships. I have a lot of experience in the nonprofit sector, um, state government and tribal government. Uh, and I love creating connections between different organizations and businesses. 
So I'm legit too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, and she's very good at it, but no, you, I mean, you're <laughs> legit. So, um, so do you want to ask the first question or should I ask the first question? Oh, I just got a wave of nervousness at the prospect of either of those choices. Um, you can ask the first. Mm, okay. I'll go first. So, um, our business paradox and consulting, um, this is not the first iteration of the business, but it is, um, the finest. And I think it's finally become, you know, what we've hoped that it would. Um, but it didn't initially start this way. And we were working together in a nonprofit agency when I don't even know how this happened. We were sitting around talking and then I said, I think I have an idea and I want to know if you'd be want to be my business partner? I think that's roughly, is that roughly how I phrase it to you? Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Very informal and awkward. So it sounds par for the course. Um, To the best of your uh, recollection, what were you feeling and thinking when I asked you to go into business with me? I think the first, like the most prominent feeling was excitement. The idea of being able to create something was someone that I work really well with and that we were both passionate about similar things um, and to be able to just make a difference in people's lives and in the community was really exciting. I think the secondary emotion that I was feeling was nervous and holy shit, how are we going to do Fear. That? Yeah. Terrible fear. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Terrible. Not <laughs> terrible, but just like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to do this, but how, how's that even a thing? Um, and I also never considered myself ever being an entrepreneur or a business owner, which is funny to me now because like, I have always had that like entrepreneurial like bug, but it was with crafty type of things and just like, Oh, this is just what I do on the side. I, I had never envisioned owning a full-time thriving business and so and that sometimes still scares me but but it's uh yeah I think it was a combination of like excitement and like nervousness I love that well and actually at the time that we were talking then like you were on the ED track you wanted to be an executive director so I mean if right between the entrepreneurial spirit and like having an ambition to run shit I think it makes perfect sense that you would come to own your own business so, <laughs> yeah. And I think I definitely was like, that was where I was trying to go was executive director. And the challenging part in that was, is that I could see so many parts to that world that I didn't like, um, and bigger, like systemic issues, not specific organizations, but just problems with that a lot of businesses and nonprofits have. And so being able to have a company where we can help fix some of those issues, it's like the best of all the worlds. A hundred percent. Okay. Your turn. Is it cheating if I just ask you the same question back? Yes. You can't ask me the same question. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Um, Okay. With Paradoxum, you mentioned that we have shifted and gone through a lot of different uh, niches and iterations and stuff. And I think something that sort of helped propel us get to where we are was your passion and interest in sustainability and the earth side of things. And I'm curious what 
drives that passion for you? Mm, I feel like it was a series of me. Um, this is a good question. I feel like it was a series of me like encountering different things until and realizing, recognizing that it was important, right? Like it's important how, you know, we treat our cities and our communities and like our overall environment. And then, um, once you get to a certain point where you see something, I feel like you just can't unsee it. Um, and I, I think part of it started with you, right? Like, um, at that time you were still vegan, not even vegetarian, you were still vegan. Right. And so I did a lot of research. It really interested me. So I did a lot of research around like that. And what does that mean? And then there were some like environmental impacts there as well. Um, and then, you know, cheesy, I watched a documentary that changed my life. I think we've all said that once. Um, <laughs> uh, and then since then, or I've just done, had a lot of experiences, right? So like scuba diving in the sound and seeing plastic in places that you shouldn't see it or taking a foraging class and having to be insanely mindful about where you forage because us as humans are so good at polluting. And it's crazy to me that we can just like, you know, ruin our food sources that we need. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. Um, and we talk about this in our work so much. Everything is so interconnected between our businesses, our communities, the environment, um, and it can feel like an overwhelming, weavy kind of matrix thing. But once you see it, oh, I just, I don't know how you ignore it after that. Definitely. And I think especially as we developed all of our tools and our services and just dove into all of that, there was seeing of a lot of things that you can't unsee. And I know you were very instrumental in me kind of getting into that mindset too um and it's just so powerful like you you learn about something and then it it can change your life and change your mindset and put you on this totally different path and it's something that excites me about our business is just the education component yeah and i and i think it's worth mentioning too just the amount of like is it empowering as, as it is to know, right? Cause you have knowledge and like, when you know better then you can do things better, but it can be insanely overwhelming too. And I know this happens to like us as individuals and then even businesses that we work with. Um, like I'm not ashamed to admit that I've cried in the grocery store once or twice trying to figure out like what products had like the, you know, least bad environmental impact. Like, do I go for the, the plastic tuna or the canned tuna? What was really the carbon cost? Where is this plastic going to end up? Wait, I'm a vegetarian. I don't even need to eat tuna. It was for, <laughs> so, um, and it can be stressful and it is for businesses too. I don't think there's many businesses that we haven't talked to that don't want to make um, a powerful change and don't recognize how important, how they treat people and the environment is, but it's, it's overwhelming and most of our systems aren't set up for it. Um, so I feel like I oscillate between being like super stoked and then also incredibly overwhelmed. <laughs> and I think that's a super important point that you brought up that our systems are not set up for this, right? And so as businesses and individuals try to make changes, you're going to hit roadblocks and it's good to have that spirit of, flexibility and grace and know that it's all a process and that as more people and 
businesses make these shifts, the system will start to change. But it is a big system and it is not going to happen quickly or easily. See, there we go. I feel excited again. You turn that around. I feel jazzed. That that felt good. I'm going to line it up for a second. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? What kind of question is that? Lots of the people want to know. We're getting we're getting questions sent in right now. So the through the the line. Yeah. yeah no one's, no one's asking us questions. Don't lie to me. <laughs> oh, only one food. <laughs> only- I know. Are you mad that I asked it, or mad that it's a hard question? <laughs> Both. Uh, <laughs> so okay, let me just tell you where my brain is going. If I can only eat this one food forever, I was like, okay, well, taste, obviously. But, like, nutritional value, or are we just ignoring the nutrients part? Because... Okay, so, you guys, this is why she's so good at the work that she does, because she took this simple question and made it incredibly complicated. I don't want this for the podcast, but this is why you're going to value her when she works on your business. (laughs) So we'll just ignore nutritional value, you know what, or incorporate it, right? Like, that's fine. Let's go for the long-term. Yes. What nutritional value included? Uh, Does it, is it just one? So more clarifying question. (laughs) No. Is it one singular item or could it be like a dish of things? Like that has multiple components. It can be a dish. Okay. So, okay, here's my answer. So. My answer is uh, peanut butter stir fry, like noodles. So like with a peanut sauce, stir fry noodles with veggies and tofu because one, it's delicious. Two, tons of protein, get your veggies, got your carbs, you got some fat, good to go. I, that was probably like the most thoughtful answer with the most clarifying questions anyone's ever given to that question. <laughs> I might feel a little bit silly right now, but uh, it's fine. It's done. I answered the question. <clears throat> it was good. That was a great answer. It was a great answer. Thanks. It makes me want that for dinner now. <laughs> See, now I'm like, do I ask a question like that or something different? Hmm wherever it takes you. I felt like our question before was like, you know, it felt like it felt big or bigger and a little overwhelming. And so then I just, I felt the need to lighten it up. So it's wherever you want to take it now. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you were growing up? So I feel like it changed frequently, but the one that stands out to me just because it felt weird at like six or seven to be wanting to be this. Um, but I wanted to be a coroner. <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, it was because I wanted to be a doctor, but I got afraid that I like, wouldn't like, I would do something wrong. Right. Or I wouldn't be able to save people. So I was like, Oh, if I work on dead people, I can't really, I mean, I can't kill them because they're dead. And I was really young when I wanted to do this. So I felt that was weird, but I've wanted to be probably like a thousand different things. So I just want to point out here that this is something that makes Ariana super awesome at her job and her work with Paradoxum, because look at how creative that solution was. Like, I want to work in medicine. I want to help people. But there's mistakes that happen 
but if I <laughs> work on people who are already dead. <laughs> Problem. Crisis averted, right? Um, solution. Yeah. And I really, I was like pretty serious about it for a while too. And it was, uh, mm-hmm. that's what that I, was. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's do one more. Let's think of it. Maybe this is actually where it would have been helpful to have. Ashley was really about having like pre-done questions and I said no because I wanted to wing it. And told and me I was it. cheating. Cheating. Not true. <laughs> this wasn't true. Um, describe to me, and I know, I know it can change, but just like as it feels right now, describe to me your most perfect day. Makes me think of that part on Miss Congeniality. Describe <laughs> your perfect date. <laughs> okay. So I, something I've really appreciated with quarantine is being able to wake up without an alarm. I still wake up like really mm-hmm. early compared to other people that I've spoken with, but like the, the, just not having to wake up to some noise and like not having pressure of I have to wake up at a certain time. Yes, that is how I will start my perfect day. And then <laughs> <laughs> I would go downstairs, make some coffee, breakfast, maybe do some reading or something. Um, and then check in with my husband, plan out our day. Uh, right, make sure we're on the same page, and then spend a couple hours working. I like to work more in the early part of the day. I feel like I get a lot more done. I feel like this is a really boring answer. I just like that your perfect day includes working. That's how committed she is, folks. Her perfect day includes serving you. <laughs> oh, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> no, this is great. I mean, that. I mean, we work together, but that makes me want to hire you. Okay, so, um, and then uh, the second half of the day would be doing more, like, fun, like, or non-work-related things, and then, yeah, and I like cooking, so it would include some cooking. (sighs) You're gonna laugh at me for this, but also cleaning my house, because I don't really enjoy cleaning, but that feeling after it's all clean, gold, so... It would be a day where I can accomplish all of the things that I want to, but not have it be like stressful or overwhelming. Our perfect days are really different, but I super loved your answer though. I might cut this out. No, you can't. You can't. This is like the fun intro, get to know us a little bit before we talk about, you know, more serious things. That's, I mean, like for me, if I own a business and I'm looking for someone to like help me with something, the fact that your perfect day included working, sold, sold. Oh gosh. Well, the thing that I love about like Paradoxum and our work with Paradoxum is that I can put in like a good, like solid three or four hours. And because it's something that like I'm super passionate about and like I know what I'm doing, I get so much done just in that chunk of time. And then I, I get that like natural high feeling. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all about the dopamine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last question for you. 
I want to ask you the same thing, but then I feel like it'll just make my answer sound even more silly. And apparently that's against the rules. Yeah, we established that was also cheating. <laughs> you can't just ask it back. Whatever. If you were a color, what color would you be and why? This is such a trick question. This doesn't make any sense. Um, okay, so my thought process. I want to say something bold, you know, like red or like a really just amazing, outrageous, like vibrant teal color. But I think, I think I would be gray probably because it's um, calming, but not totally dull, goes well with most things. And you might not be super excited to see it, but you're usually not unhappy to see it. <laughs> I feel like this turned into therapy. I don't like where this is going. I don't want to look at your ink blots. I'm done with this question. <laughs> um, keep going. <laughs> Tell me more about how you feel. Um, no, I think that's it. I, I like the gray color and, and maybe it's also a product of like growing up in Washington. Um, our sky is gray often. Um, and even the beautiful water that surrounds us, sometimes like there's this really pretty like gray, almost purpley, I guess, but like gray sheen to it. So for me, it's like a very calming, welcoming color. And I think that's something that I hope to be for people. Like I like when people feel comfortable around me. Um, yeah, I know. I think like most people, right? Like I like when people enjoy my presence um, and I'm probably not a super you know, stand out, bold red color. Um, but I'm something that you like to have around you. <laughs> dug myself a hole now. No, I really like that. And something that I think is really cool about gray, I know now we're diving into colors. Um, <laughs> we can't be stopped. Give us any topic, any topic. <laughs> but it helps other colors to like pop. So like gray is one of the colors in our like brand colors or whatever. And I like it and I use it a lot because it helps everything else stand out. And I think uh, that is something I see in you is that you are really like encouraging and um, helping others to kind of shine their own bright colors. Um, so I you first said gray and I was like gray but um I actually really really like that answer thank you you made it sound way better than it first was too as I started talking I think I paused because I felt embarrassed because it reminded me of do you remember I think I told you this and like I frequently share it with people and I don't know why like I tell people that I'm like moss like I just like kind of grow on you <laughs> over time <laughs> so terrible and now I've said it out loud again because I just can't help myself so here we are so that was episode one you guys yeah <laughs> welcome to the crazy party <laughs> um our following episodes we're gonna have um some interviews with some really interesting people um we'll talk more about like really what it is to be regenerative what regeneration is um how we're seeing it play out like in the world and the business landscape um and I think just giving what's given uh, what's going on in our country right now and how involved and passionate we are, I'm sure we'll hit on some pretty um, interesting topics as we progress uh, through this podcast. Awesome. All right. See you next time. Bye, guys. 
And that's it for today, friends. We hope you've been entertained, inspired, and empowered. If so, be sure to subscribe to the Regenerative Paradox podcast channel and leave us a five-star review. As always, the information provided in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and not meant for specific business consulting advice. You can learn more about Paradox and Consulting by visiting us at paradoxandconsulting.com or by sending us a message at hello at paradoxandconsulting.com. New episodes air every Friday. We'll see you back then.